1: of
0: course
2: Aaron Rodgers and and what he could do with this Jets team and as we saw last night excuse you excuse me is, is, excuse is, is, you is, yeah. bless you is the problem <laughs> bless you yeah
0: thank you but but I tried to fight through it but it wouldn't No, you, nah, you got to let it go sometimes
1: sneezisms <laughs> <laughs>
0: That was one of the two days we were together last week, both Monday and Tuesday. Because is it, like, lightly. offensive
2: to not hear God bless you after it? No, yeah, no, just right. to hear
0: excuse you is, yeah. is odd, yeah. you know. Is
2: it? I'm just, you know, excuse, excuse you. you. Okay. I mean, did I fart? No. I Excuse you. Well, you sneezed on live TV, okay? I just said excuse
0: you. Okay. Well, I said excuse me, but yeah. bless you is the appropriate... Right. I know. don't know. Maybe I didn't know if you were religious or not, all right? I didn't know. <laughs> but, but I don't know that it, it's just the societal convention. Just I bless just, you. I got you. Okay. They had a whole and, and Seinfeld like bit on that one. Yeah. Yeah. You are so good looking. Yeah, it's
2: all about yeah. what the heart stopped and the devil got in there from what, 1412? Like, get out of here. Screw off. Excuse you.
0: Okay, <laughs> that's fine. I'll try not to sneeze today or belch or fart, but uh, who knows? We Thank still you. have an hour and a half to go. Not an hour and a half, just an hour because we spent the first hour of the show talking about two of the games from Sunday. How about this one? The Kansas City Chiefs, with a few extra days to get ready for the Jaguars, go down to Jacksonville. And it was hot. I was surprised that the Jaguars didn't wear their white jerseys. I really was. And, and I know they're not make black. Hotter and make yeah, the it Chiefs makes hotter. the other. You're going to put the Chiefs in yeah. their red jerseys. Right. And it's soaking in more of the sure. sun on a right. hot day like that. When we walked into the meeting room and we've got the feeds of all the games in the pregame and I see Mahomes in white I fully expected to see them in red. Like the I mean the Bears even though it didn't help them, they played in Tampa which was ridiculously hot and they chose to wear their orange alternative jersey of the as ones. as opposed to that that midnight blue that just right. would have made it hotter. We we know that's a fact the the, the darker colors hold in the sun. Yeah. It gets hotter and it made it even hotter presumably for the Jaguars, but the Chiefs were really hot. They overcame that. They had some turnovers early on. They got a boost from Travis Kelsey, who had a touchdown reception. Chris Jones had one and a half sacks, a tackle for loss, two quarterback hits on about 34 or 35 snaps. I didn't know the guy was on a pitch count, because every time I looked up, the guy was doing something. Every big moment he was doing something. He was involved. He was. So that's encouraging, and and he thinks he's going to be on a pitch count a couple more weeks, but as he told me, I'm I'm, – I'm I'm, I'm ready to get off this shit. And uh, he looks phenomenal. Yeah, he looks great. He trained in the heat. He trained in Florida. He worked hard. He busted his butt because he knew at some point he was going to come back and he was going to have to get back to football quickly and get acclimated quickly. And he did. And he's happy. Look, you know, there's been some criticism of his contract, and I don't know that, like, if that's the deal you're going to take. Why didn't you just hold in and avoid the three million dollars between the fines and the lost game check because it wasn't some dramatic bump over what he was supposed to get? But he sees a silver lining there, and he's back, and maybe he'll become a free agent after the season and go yeah. get paid a lot of money by somebody else.
2: Well, he keeps playing like that. He's going to put the pressure on them big time. Uh, that's what, I mean, it, it just speaks to the specimen he is, I think, right off the bat. To be able to just go, oh, yeah, I've been practicing just for a few days on an NFL football team, and now I'm going to go on the field and be the best defensive player on the field and really only play half the game. Uh, that, it kind of says it all, right? And I don't know. What else to say? I, I mean, it's odd for us through two weeks of the year to sit here and go, the best thing about the Chiefs so far has been the Chiefs defense. They were good in week one and what they did against the Detroit Lions. The Lions, we know that O-line, the run game, all that. They, they hung in there against them in, in that capacity. And then this yesterday was a phenomenal defensive performance because, like you said, it was a – Mistake game. The, 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 the Chiefs are sloppy, right? We had the muff punt. They hold the Jaguars to a field goal, right? They got they, down in there. Richie James muffs the punt where the sun must have gotten his eyes, and it's actually pretty comical if you see the up close on it. He literally is looking to his left, and the ball hits him on the right. He had no idea where the ball was when they showed the replay. But they get the ball inside the 15-yard line, and all the momentum, and there, there's a good – it hits him on the right shoulder. He had no idea where that ball was. Um, but to hold him to a field goal there. Then the Chiefs were driving at another point. Here's Justin Watson catching a ball. Okay, oh, fumble. Stripped there by, I believe, Devin Lloyd or it might have been. Or I can't remember exactly who forced that fumble. I have to go back and look there. Um, so that's another sloppy moment by that. Uh, they, they, the Chiefs made some fourth down stops around midfield, right? There's the interception Mahomes throws right here. You know, getting a little over-aggressive in the double coverage. Andre Sisco does a great job getting back there and making the play. So it was not a smooth, efficient game by the Chiefs' offense. The Chiefs' defense bailed them out. And the fact that the Jaguars couldn't score a touchdown, having the ball down close to the end zone so many times, that was the shocker of the day to me. That the Chiefs won the battle up front in the pass rush and stopping Travis Etienne in the run game and – Man, Trevor Lawrence, 41 attempts for 216 yards. Steve Spagnolo is a hell of a defensive coordinator, and they got some young talent that we're seeing as,
0: you know, kind of continuing to get better and better. They put the clamps on the Jaguars, who only scored three points after those turnovers. That made a difference. And Definitely. it was a hell of a 28th birthday for Patrick Mahomes. He was getting banged around. He was getting, not that he was frustrated in his demeanor, but yeah. his efforts were frustrated by the Jaguars to really have those, the, that kind of dagger moment where, okay, now Nothing we got, was easy. there was never a right, point where right. it felt like it was over. It felt like the dam was breaking. It right. felt like they were on the verge of scoring 14, 17, 21 points like that. It was a fight. It was a fight. It was a fight. And the defense is the, the part of the team that kept them in the fight and allowed them to win. Here's both coach Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes after the game talking about the defense being responsible for the Chiefs moving to one and one.
1: I'm an offensive guy, but that was a beautiful thing defensively. And uh, offensively, we've got to take care of the penalties and the, um, and the turnovers. But the battle through it shows me a little something. And so
2: uh, we'll get the other stuff fixed a- as we go. But defensively, great to have Chris
1: Jones back. He was, you know, obviously influenced the game in a positive way for us. Um, McDuffie, you know, nice. I mean, I can go on and on. They're, the guy's... I thought on defense just bad. Spags had a phenomenal game plan. His coaches did a great job there.
2: Defense was incredible. I mean, that's a good offense, a really good offense. Um, and for them to, to shut them down, I think they were like zero for four in the red zone. Some couple critical stops after we turned the ball over. Um, and then when they got critical stops, we went three and out a couple times, and they, they kept holding them to field goals and holding them. Um, I mean, that, that, that win is, on, is the defense won that game. And so we have to continue to get better as an offense, which I think we will. Um, but if that defense plays like that, I mean, we're going to be a hard team to beat because that's that special.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's what you need sometimes. There's going to be weeks where everything clicks offensively, and there's going to be weeks where it doesn't. And if you still win those weeks, that's when you're a great team. Yeah. And and that was a big win for them. Right. To get to one and one to beat a Jaguars team that had a taste of – you know, it's kind of like the Browns a few years ago yeah. when they gave the Chiefs everything they and then played them. them early in the season. We're again. Ready to take yeah, over we're ready. Here. We're ready to take the next step, right. Or, right. and you just kind of push them down a little yeah. bit. And yeah. you know, the Jaguars. I don't know. Maybe they find a way to glass half full. Of this they can say their defense definitely did well. 100%. They can feel good about that aspect of it. But right. that offense that's supposed to be next level, not quite yet next level offense for the Jaguars, based upon what the Chiefs defense did to them yesterday. And for the second straight week, Patrick Mahomes targeted 12 different players and completed passes to 11 different players. He's really spreading that ball around. Even with Travis Kelsey back, spreading the ball around to a lot of different guys as they try to figure out who the guy's going to be. And I'm looking at the numbers. Yeah. Five catches for uh, Kadarius Toney. That was the most of any of the Chiefs players.
2: Hurt his foot again.
0: Nobody had more than 70 yards receiving. Yeah, he had the foot injury. Right. Um, And and I think it was smart to get him involved and not kind of put him on timeout after what happened. Last week with the drops, because this is a guy that you need to, to be engaged. This guy's incredibly talented. And he, you know, he had a great play where he fought for extra yardage yeah. after a catch. I mean, he, he's Drove motivated. Pile, got him a yeah. first down. He's, believe, he's right. motivated to make up for what happened last week. Now, that we'll see what the injury means moving forward. But they got plenty of other guys. I mean, I'm, I'm just looking through names. Like, every name you can think of was involved, had a catch, they had a do. target. Richie James is the only one who got targeted but didn't have a catch. But 11 different guys. And, and they used them and it's all Patrick Mahomes distributing the ball to whoever's open.
2: It, I mean, well, we know how awesome he is. We saw Pacheco in the run game kind of take off a little, especially in the second half. I feel like they need to give him the ball more, whether that's the pass game or the run game. He needs more touches. He's, he's somebody that
1: –
2: I worry about the Chiefs a little bit here. Kadarius you know health status, which has been a thing throughout his whole career, it's been foot and ankle issues. And there gets to a certain point where you go, wait, it's strike seven, so strike eight's coming. Like, it, it's, this is just to expect this. And what I worry about a little bit, the, dispar- the dispersing of the ball is really impressive, like you're talking about. But some, there's still a little too much of it in – it's not within the normal execution of the offense, right? Like, Sky Moore leaves the team in yards with three receptions for 70 yards. Okay, his big reception was 54 yards. But we know why he got 54 yards. You remember – It was one of our moments where we all yelled in the screening room yesterday. Mahomes runs to the right. He's making moves or whatever. And then puts the brakes on. Right here. This is unbelievable. Gets out. And you're going, oh, no, he's in trouble. And then he just puts the brakes on and throws a a softball over the middle. And it's a 54-yard gain. But that's not offense there. That's Mahomes' offense. And that's what I would worry about going forward. That's what I'm a little scared about. That they just – they might – Hey, listen, we might be just like we've been in the last year or two. They might have to get in the the, the trade deadline conversation for another explosive receiver because I, I am a little worried about that element of their offense going forward. Mahomes is going to make it happen no matter who's there with him. But, again, to go to the Super Bowl, if they want to beat the Cowboys, they want to beat the Eagles, they want to beat the 49ers, I don't think this right here is going to get it done. And somebody's got to rise up or they got to do something or improve something there. Uh, to get back to the Super Bowl and win it.
0: There's a guy out there they could target. His name is going to come up in the next segment as we hand out superlatives for week two. There's a tease. That's a tease. I didn't even plan that one. I'm redeeming myself for the brain fart last night. More (laughs) PFT Live right after this. Our good buddy Takiyo Spikes was at the Bills game yesterday at the invitation of the team. He was on the field getting everybody hyped up, getting everybody fired up, and then they escorted him to his seats. And, I mean, I guess now he knows how people feel when they try to see around his neck because he could not see around. I mean, that is a pretty bad spot. I hope they don't ordinarily sell that. It's embarrassing that they put him there. And I know being in the stadium is still better than being not in the stadium, but that's a bad look, and I give Takio no fault whatsoever for pointing that out. That's not how you take care of one of the guys who played for you. You're going to bring him in. You're going to have him speak. You're, right. you, you know, you're, you're infringing on his time and his talents, and he's sure. getting the guys ready, and he's a great guy. He is and a great guy. And to stick him there where... You can't see the other end of the field. That's yeah, kind of it's, it's. Who designed that? I know that stadium's been around forever, but yeah. who designed that? That would even be a spot where you would put anyone ever. I don't know
2: what you know where he is, what suite that is. I, I don't know. You know, it, it is. It's strange though, and yeah, it's you know, it's unfortunate. It wasn't obviously as thought out as as well as it should have been there. Um, and and good for Tequil pointing it out, right? I mean, Jim, yeah, he's he's there. Like you said, he's taking time out of his life and and doing something for an organization he played for, and then he's going, damn, I can't see the 20-yard line and in on the other side of the field when we get down there, and I have no idea what's
0: going on. So, uh, yeah, kind of a a mess up there by the Buffalo Bills. This is the superlative segment. There was nothing superlative about that. Although, based on the way that game was going initially, maybe you didn't want to see it because the Raiders went right down the field and the – Bills were 3-and-out, but it leads to your first superlative of the day. Yeah, I'm going to go with patience is a virtue, right? Uh
2: Uh Uh Aha. Wise man Chris Sims once said that. And that's going to go to Josh Allen. I mean, we know. It was a disaster week one. Uh, Josh Allen got frustrated like we talked about last Monday. You said it. I think he was mad. Rodgers got hurt. We should be beating them. What's going on? And he tried to force some things and and was careless with the football. But then yesterday – I mean, really, throughout the day, I don't remember seeing one throw that was dicey, a decision that was dicey, anything about it. He made some magical plays, but within that, right, I mean, just took what the defense gave him. Didn't try to force anything. And I think that was the big thing for Buffalo. And and then the other thing on top of that, got a run game going with James Cook. So that was encouraging. For them all together. Gabe Davis played well. That was a big bounce back. Because, you know, like you said, it was 7-0. It was 3 and out, And you went, woo, the Raiders, that was easy the way they went down the field there. Man, is, what the hell is up with Buffalo? And then Garoppolo tries to throw a screen pass to Josh Jacobs. The ball gets tipped in the air. Intercepted. Short field for the Bills. Touchdown a few plays later. And really the game was never the same after that. And the Bills just kind of took that momentum they went on another long drive in the second quarter to go up 14-7, and really the Raiders just couldn't p- keep, uh, keep pace
0: with the Bills after that. But, but that's one of those moments that made me think of week one where you get the early touchdown, you force the three and out. Yeah. If you get another touchdown there, it becomes 49ers-Steelers, right? It maybe becomes Cowboys-Giants. Where the avalanche begins, and then people get desperate, and then that leads to another mistake, and then 14 becomes 21 or 17, and that becomes 24 or 28, and that's how things go sideways. We talk about
2: it every week, right? Where like teams go, hey, here's your chance to you know stomp them out, you know choke them out, whatever here. And when you let them off the hook, we see it. Their teams come back. Your Vikings fell victim to that in week one against the Buccaneers. They had a chance. They should have been way up by way more at halftime. They blew that opportunity. They let them hang around. They lose. There was a few moments like that yesterday, too, that we'll get to later in the show where you go turning moments. One play. One team had the momentum. One play happened. And the momentum shifted and the game was never the same. And and I say that about, you know, it was the, just the Rams and the Washington, the Rams 49ers game and the Washington-Denver game. Those are two specifically that that pop up as far as a play like we saw here with the Buffalo Bills.
0: The point about the Bills, though, and this is something Josh Allen told me after the game, complete total team effort. It was. Great defensive effort. Man, holding the, the Raiders answered to 10. the bell. Right. I mean, after that first drive, yeah. three points the rest of the way. yeah. James Cook and his 123 rushing yards on 17 attempts, 7.2 yards per carry.
2: 183 yards rushing.
0: Makes it easier to run the offense. And it wasn't to Josh run Allen offense, running for right? 90 of it, right? And you look at Gabe Davis. Yes. Six catches, 92 right. yards, one touchdown. More yards than Stephon Diggs by 26.
2: Way to go. Dalton Kincaid popped up a few times during the game, right? That's what they need. There's got to be an infusion of somebody else other than Allen and Diggs. And I don't know if they got to go more in on just game planning for the other guys and really making an effort to get them the ball because I think it's only going to help things out. But, yeah, you you said it right. McDermott had a – he was all over – Josh McDaniel's offense yesterday, I thought, just because we saw week one, the Jets run the ball down the third of the Buffalo Bills, I said, well, damn, this this Raiders offensive line is bigger than the Jets. They're going to give this 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 Buffalo defense problems, but D- Buffalo played tough. Uh, Matt Milano in the middle, of course, always all over the place, but a great defensive game played by McDermott.
0: Josh Allen also told me they, they did a deep dive all week long into what went wrong with the Jets. He worked directly with Sean McDermott to just kind of figure things out. And we talked about this last night in the recap that we do with Jason Garrett, Devin McCourty, Maria Taylor, and Matthew Berry. Yeah. The the idea that, that for a great talent like Josh Allen and all the incredible things he can do, there are still moments where he tries to do more than he's capable of. Sure. And we saw that. He was looking for that 21-point play in the playbook yeah. on Monday night. Right. But you don't have to pull it in much. You don't have to harness it. No, you're right. All the way to he just knew, hand the ball off. That's he right. He still had that great play where he's, he's bobbing and weaving and skipping and hopping and then zing. Right, the sidearm yeah, touchdown. Yeah, that, that was phenomenal. That's, that's classic Josh Allen. That's right. And
2: Aggressive and reckless.
0: Aggressive right, and, and reckless. Right. For
2: like two years was awesome. And then last year lost his way, right? And then we saw it week one and we were like, oh, crap. Is this going to be the new Josh Allen? And hopefully he's self-correct.
0: But I think it's so easy to be tempted – like, you're Superman, but there are limits on what you can do. And every once in a while, you convince yourself, no, there aren't. Yeah, right. And right. then you fly into a wall that is made of kryptonite, and then you realize, yes, there are. Yeah. And that's still... The, the good news is, it didn't cause him to kind of completely go into a shell. Right. Retreat to the fortress of solitude. He still was able to do Josh Allen things. That's right. But he didn't cross that line into trying to do more than he could. And exactly. it's, it's a very fine line yep but we know when he's on the wrong side of it and he knows when he's on the wrong side of it And the key i think chris is for him to figure out when he's on the wrong side of it and get back to yes. Yeah, that's exactly it. right in that game in that game not a right. week Don't later wait. But that in was that, game. that
2: was dumb josh yeah. allen or crazy josh allen Yee, pull the yeah. reins during the game get back
0: to it yeah. right and uh yeah hopefully
2: they do what's your superlative?
0: we were talking about uh we were talking. Well, you know what? I don't have a good title for it. Maybe ben, if did talk about him a one. On. No, it was a long. I was tired. I was tired. Today's going to be a long day, so I had to get straight to sleep when the game was over oh, last night. Oh, we've
2: got to get on a
0: plane and go to the Steelers game tonight. But I'm not going to get home until like 2 a.m. Oh, and then we're going to do the show tomorrow yeah, morning. i got to drive home yeah, from Pittsburgh. Mofo. And- All right, That's so- right. I like it. Anyway. Um, I like Mike. How about that? Okay. How about that? <laughs> I that don't like Mike. That's the first thing I thought of. But you? You know. I like Mike Evans. I like Mike Evans, So, do you said the Chiefs are looking for somebody to beef up that offense. How about a guy that had six catches for 171 yards and a touchdown Man. yesterday? And he – I talked to him afterward. He had that, that moment where he, he catches the pass. This isn't it. We'll see it in this pack. But he really was great all day long. This is it. Second quarter. He catches the ball. He has an opening, and it's like, you know what, I'm going to score, I'm going to score. And it's like, oh man, it's really hot. He said, I was trying my best to keep my legs up, and I just couldn't. He said it was so hot. He said it's different on game day. We practice in this, we practice hard, but on game day, it's it so is intense. just different. It's, you can yes, never be right. prepared for what he got. Look at, at that play there. Spinning off a guy. He's determined. To shove it up the Bucks,
2: well, where the sun doesn't shine?
0: I said, you know, I know you had the deadline right. before the season started to talk contract. What if they come to you and want to talk contract as the season goes? He said, I'm not talking contract until I have one. Yeah. So yeah. The, the problem is a trade becomes very difficult to do if the Bucks are as good as they are. And he said, I love Tampa to death. Yeah. I don't want to leave. Right. I can't imagine they would He's trade he been underpaid
2: him. for years here. The
0: problem with the trade right. deadline is it comes too early for a team like the Bucks to say, we're just going to fold the tent that, and that, move on from Mike right. Evans. They've got to keep him around.
2: The Chiefs want them to be like, you know, 2-6. and six. Exactly. Right, right, exactly. Right.
0: And, and even then, they're not out of it in the NFC South if they're 2-6, and six, but they're already 2-0. and oh. yeah. They're not going to be in a position to trade Mike Evans. Whatever they're going to get for him or would get for him in a trade, they'll just let him go if it comes to that and get the compensatory pick. In 2025, I don't think they're going to. They're going to uh, unless someone makes them an offer that they they just can't refuse. I don't think they're going to part ways with them. No, I don't
2: think so. No, they shouldn't. Exactly right. I mean, their defense has proven to be a pain in the ass here. You know, they were all over Kirk Cousins last week and doing that,
0: and all over Justin Fields. All over
2: Justin Fields yesterday. Exactly right. Stop the run game. We're harassing him, causing turnovers. So yeah, you know, the, the Bucks. This is where the NFC South is. You know, maybe not as sexy as the other divisions, but very interesting. And, you know, we, I think we see a little potential with the Bucks. We see potential with the Falcons. 3-2-0 and team. And then the we Saints got the Saints tonight, tonight if three, they two win. Exactly teams. right. So there, there's something to, to which, look at there. Which,
0: which, means, which means if you're not the first-place team in the East, if you're not the first-place team in the West. Yeah, you're going to be battling you, you're them You're going to be battling these yeah, teams with the right. easy schedule. Now, at some point, they're going to cross-pollinate and play each other. Right. But still – Three and 2-0 teams potentially in the NFC South by the time uh, tonight's games end.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it should be good, you know, and, and we'll see where that goes. Speaking of the NFC South. Oh, that's where I'm going. And my superlative is a bird of a different feather. Oh. oh. I don't even know. What does that mean? I don't even
0: know. Like, Birds of a feather flock together. Right. Like the same – like you never see Robin Sparrow. I know. Blue Jay eagle so what's a bird of a different feather
2: i mean like he just you're, he's a different bird there is
0: no you're thinking horse of a different color you're no mixing there's a fours. bird, no, bird of I think, no i don't think feather i don't think
2: there is look it up right. a bird of a different feather is a thing okay what well, is not an accidental idiot okay like you said <laughs> and the uh, accidental scholar every now and then but the point being the atlanta falcons and Bijan robinson damn it, there is one damn All right. i told you All right. i know i don't know what it means but i knew i heard it before so that's why i went with it But Bijan Robinson, the Atlanta Falcons. First off, gutsy win by them yesterday. Really had some things kind of go against them. Blew some opportunities. Had a missed field goal. Uh, Had a you know first and goal inside the five yard line. Came away with no points. Uh, Had you know two feet out of bounds by Mac Hollins on a touchdown catch. Right. So they kind of had to weather the storm a little bit. And of course, we're down twelve points in the fourth quarter. But the big thing is Desmond Ritter got going a little bit in the passing game. And this is one of the best offensive lines in football. And then you throw that with this guy, Bijan Robinson, that's, he's a bird of a different feather. Okay? I mean, you saw yesterday the ability to accelerate and then jam his foot in the ground and cut one way and then re accelerate and jam another foot in the ground and make somebody. I mean, this run right here, I mean, to make those type of cuts and really never lose speed, that's special. And then the ability to catch the ball out of the backfield, seamless there. So you saw what he can bring to the table for this offense. And then they have a nice compliment with Algier there. So that was encouraging too because I still – I believe in the Falcons. You know that. Pitts is good. Drake London's good. The defense is good. Week one, I thought Desmond Ritter was a little hesitant to pull the trigger and make some throws down the field. Saw a little of that yesterday. I mean, we, we were watching, right? He was a little shaky, Desmond Ritter, there for a little while. Threw an interception, had another one where Jair Alexander probably should have had a pick six where he threw it right into his chest. There was some moments during the game where you went, ooh, man, Ritter looked shaky. But late third quarter, fourth quarter, he rebounded, and they went on some long drives, controlled the game, and their defense kind of shut down Jordan Love in the run game, and they couldn't get anything going. And uh, Falcons 2-0, 25-24 victory over the Green Bay Packers.
0: Birds of a different feather is a reference to the proverb, birds of a feather flock together. Okay. So it's a twist on it that if gotcha. it's birds of a different feather, you have birds that are mixed together that aren't of the same gotcha. type of Thank bird. you
2: for, you know,
0: now I know a little now bit. Now you know. Okay. And now you know. <laughs> and now you also know this. We'll take a break. We'll have more PFT Library after this.
1: What a fantastic Raven team win. Rough, tough, physical, smart win. And a win with playmakers making plays when they had to make plays. Just couldn't be more proud of those guys in this environment. Opening day, the crowd was crazy. Uh, and, and the team we're playing, the Bengals are outstanding. So uh, that's a, that's an awesome team win. I'm just proud of every single guy uh, on the team. Resiliency, uh, tenacity, uh, you know, long drives, plays made when it had to be made, stops when it had to be made. Uh, just a, just an outstanding effort and a great way to, uh, to come in here to open up the, uh, the AFC North uh, trek that we're about to go on.
0: John Harbaugh, very happy with his Ravens team moving to 2-0. Oh. I said last night, these wins, any September wins are money in the bank. Right. When you're a team that's breaking in an entirely new offense and it's a work in progress and you see it sputter some, if you're winning games – while wow, you're still figuring out, you know yeah. where this goes, where that right. goes. Kind of like us in the new studio. Yeah. If unlike us, we're not winning games. Are we winning? To we're that? not. <laughs> I don't know if we're winning or not. Fortunately, there's no score. Uh, but but they're finding a way to get victories as they're as they're making this new offense yeah, work. Right. And I think that's that's the thing to be most excited about if you're John Harbaugh. That's right. Because that win over the Bengals from Sunday. That may be the difference between winning the division and second place. Right. It could be the difference between getting into the playoffs or not getting in at all. Yeah. That one win that will be months in the rearview mirror. Right. And their team will be much different when the dust settles on the season. But that September 17 victory could be the thing that makes the difference. Yeah. I mean,
2: defense for second week in a row was damn good. This week, the offense came to the party a little bit. And we saw – Typical Ravens running the football, Gus Edwards gashing them. They had a good day on the ground. And then we saw the drop-back pass offense become a real thing. I mean, Lamar Jackson, to what, 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 what uh, John Harbaugh saying there, they just made some big plays and some big throws and some big moments. It was a weird game, right? The Bengals' offense struggled mightily again. I mean, they're just too talented to be doing what they're doing right now. They frustrate me that way. And you know my take on that, that they're just – they're a little too basic, and they a little too much worry about the Jimmy, the Jimmy. They rely on the Jimmys and the Joes, and there's just not enough, like we talk about. You, with,
0: you, you had it diagnosed. It's all sl- slants. It's all it's in all route. Just it's, all, yeah, it's, it's all too basic. It's all two knew, things. You knew exactly. They're, they're showing the replay of the interception in the end zone. You said, let me guess. Let me guess. In yeah, route, in route, route, in route. Exactly, in route, another, yeah, right, yeah. right.
2: And the Ravens knew that, too. But there we were. You're going, the Ravens are dominating the game, and they're up 13-10 to 10 because there was a, a punt return where there was a penalty thrown and they just magically picked it up all of a sudden and said it wasn't a block in the there back. There is no foul a on few the play even yesterday, actually, where there was a foul and they were like, wait, they're just going to pick it up? And then, uh, so they, they let them hang around for a little bit, but I do think the, the, the big point was that interception there. It's 13-10 and you're going... Wait, are the Bengals going to go down here and take the lead in a game they've been dominated to this point? Backside safety, Geno Stone makes the play here. I don't know why he didn't cut back and run for a touchdown right there. I mean, but great job by him and Burrow not seeing the backside safety. Well, the Bengals' offense is rusty right now. They look like it. And Joe Burrow looks like a guy that hasn't played or practiced a ton throughout the summer. Um, but, yeah, big-time moment. Lamar looked really good. He made some great throws. We saw Zay Flowers. We saw the run game. The defense, typical Ravens, and good win for them on the road.
0: And the problem for the Bengals is they opened with a couple of division rivals. That's so right. they've lost to the Browns. They've lost to the Ravens. Here's Joe Burrow on the Cincinnati Bengals 0-2 start to the 2023 season.
1: Obviously, you don't want to start 0-2. Uh, it's not not what we were planning on, Not not what you want to do at all. But uh, you know we're going to bounce back. That's what we do. Um, that's all there is to it. When when your quarterback misses camp, it's it's tough to it's tough to start fast. Uh, it's uh, it's not an ideal situation.
0: What do you say there? It's tough to start fast. Why? When your quarterback misses camp? Oh yeah, I, because that, he did. That's right. And that's, we've we're seen very that. Very self-aware. Every year, 2021, he was coming off the torn ACL. Last year, he had the appendectomy, and they started slowly. They went 0 and 2, and then this year, they uh, they're again 0 and 2 after he missed most of camp with the calf injury. He aggravated it. I saw Jack Collinsworth tweet that Burrow struggled to walk. To the middle of the field to shake Lamar Jackson's right, hand. I right. didn't see that. I, did too. We I did saw it see, a little. We saw yeah. the, the massage gun right. on the calf right, and tried to find out some more last night. You know, a lot of times what happens after these guys lose a game, they don't talk to anybody about anything. So nobody really knows what he's dealing with. And they're not going to know until he goes in to, uh, to the training room and they, they take no. a look at it. But that's the problem. This is Soft what you talked about injury. all
2: Yeah, You said it right away. Even when it you think it's
0: healed, right. it's not because right. you are going to apply a force to your body that is more extreme than what you ordinarily do in the throes of a game, right. and it's going to pull again, and there's going to be something else again. And he's going to be dealing with this the rest of the season because he's not going to – what are they going to do? Uh, he's got another game. There's another train coming no. down the tracks, no. and then another one after that. Is he going to stand down for Jake Browning? So, I I, uh, I don't know what I don't know what this means for the Bengals. But 0-2 is bad enough. You throw the calf on top of it, and who knows where it goes from here for Joe yeah. Burrow. At least he got paid. The, well, yeah. But the, you're eventually going to have Bengals fans well, saying we shouldn't have paid him. It's
2: going into the thing where it's like, it's not his calf. There's something else there that's the problem. And the calf's having to do too much. And then you, you pull the calf muscle and you re-aggravate it. Why would you stick something in there to go and break it down more, yeah. right? That's where the NFL is off base with some of their rehab stuff. They're, they really are. Um, but but that's a story for another day. They're too talented on offense to, you know, 41 times, 222 yards. We know that. Uh, I know they're going to get it together because, you know, Zach Taylor – He is a good coach. He coaches them tough, and they're detailed and good in what they do. And like we said last week, they're one of those teams that once they get a few games of being able to evaluate you, then they start to go, wait, we can formulate a plan. Even though I go still, it's a little simple. Like we've talked about, they run the right plays into the right looks, and then he's amazing, and the players are amazing off that. But the, the story of the day still is Lamar Jackson and the fact that, hey, he got paid, and he delivered yesterday in a big way. I mean, one right after the interception, right? I mean, we saw a big play there. But this is pinpoint passing, arm looks good, comfortable in the pocket. This was the one. After the interception, in the pocket from his own 30 all the way down to the other 10 on just kind of a rope to Zay Flowers. And then we saw some Lamar magic where he got out of jam a few times. And here, this was the game closer. I mean, it really was. It was third and three, and you're going, man, are they going to give the ball back to the Bengals and let them go down here and let Joe Burrow be clutch? His, his legs got him out of a jam a few times. You know, he looked really good yesterday. A lot more comfortable than he did in week one, and I think that's encouraging for Todd Munkin, the Ravens, the fans, everybody.
0: A couple of interesting games coming up for the Ravens after their 2-0 start. They've got the Colts coming back to the town from which they – left snuck out in the right. night and then the Ravens the next week go back to the town they left when they were the Browns in Cleveland yeah that's the next two games Colts come back to town Ravens go back to Cleveland and we'll see if they can start 4-0 and and continue this early season track one one last note before we go to break I don't peek ahead on the schedule a whole lot because I like focus on what's going on yeah, now. Next right. Monday night, what Super Bowl Fifty Six rematch? Rams at Bengals. Ooh. It's got a different vibe now. It definitely does. We got does. some urgency for the Bengals. Oof. We got the Rams looking better than we, better thought, than we thought they were. we thought for sure. All of a sudden, yeah. That 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 uh, that's why. Two
2: I, coaches that know each other. That, that's Taylor one. And that's McVay one and to, and to
0: look forward to definitely. next Monday night. All Agreed. right, we're going to recap some of the wild finishes we saw on the second Sunday of the regular season. We'll do that next year on PFT Live.
1: Gino from the shotgun with Walker beside him. Three wide receivers in the game. Gino is looking, looking. Now he throws, side. it's Lockett. Does he reach the ball across? He
2: does! It's over, baby! Touchdown, Seahawks! Tyler Lockett on a little pass out into the right side flat. Reaches the ball across the pylon. Tyler Lockett, my hero. Game Game over. Seahawks win 37 to 31.
0: One of the biggest surprises of the day for as bad as the Seahawks looked in week one and as good as the Lions looked, the Seahawks went in. They stole the game. They stole the Honolulu Blue ski masks that C.J. Gardner-Johnson had everyone buy up. The villains for the villains were the Seahawks. Just like Sauce Gardner last year when he got the cheese head. Be careful with your props. Somebody's going to get it, and somebody's going to turn it against you, and that's exactly what they did. That is something. So Seahawks love being the villains. Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett, he oh boy, he almost got himself in trouble. Why? Well, let's roll the play again. He almost, oh, he almost, North Korea, he almost got himself in a little North the Korea situation, like football. Justin, the worst rule in football, like Justin Jefferson on Thursday night. Your Chris son. wasn't here for us to talk about it oh, on Friday. I'm so mad.
2: We get to. That's you want to give the ball back to the? all you no, made no. a mistake. Give the ball back to them and let them do it again. Here's the Tyler
0: Lockett play. They're going to re-rack, re-cue at some point, maybe. I don't know. They're telling me what they're going to do, but I don't know because I'm talking at the same time. So, anyway, Tyler Lockett, as he catches the ball, and he was trying to set a pick for Jackson Smith and Jigba. He came from the slot, and and then they
2: switched. Looked like he was supposed to run in and then kind of saw something and went back but out. But then
0: curled around, and his guy kind of got lost, flat-footed. Lost him. yeah. And Geno Smith threw the ball. Tyler Lockett makes the catch, and he said they preach don't reach the ball to the pylon, and he knows what would happen if it, because look, he's starting to lose it just as he touches it. If he loses control of that ball at all, and look how close it was. If that thing's coming out of his left hand, because it was out of his right hand, if it's coming out of his left hand too when it hits that pylon, it is Lions ball at the 20. That, my friends and those of you who regard me as an enemy, although I don't know why you would, is why it's the worst rule in football. Well, what do you want them to do? It's I their want, territory. That's, it's that's an outdated view of football. What you t- what, it's their territory. What, it's a fight. For your territory. view is so territory. soft, and you sound territory. like some millennial.
2: I just want to get sure. the ball back. I made a mistake, but I want the ball I was back. I'm supposed right to here. be the old man saying, I mean, "Get yeah. off my lawn, right. get off
0: my territory." It's the
2: only ownership on the field. The You're ball my, was free, and there you area. want it
0: to be like the old man who they throw the ball over his fence, and if you throw the ball over my fence, it's mine. You don't get it back. Screw you, kid. <laughs> throw the ball better, okay? All right, that's what I say. All right? <laughs> so so anyway, Tyler Lockett knows the rule, and that's, that's yeah, the bottom right. line. Right. Until they change the rule, and they never will. They'll never change the rule until it happens in a Super Bowl and a bunch of people that – only watch football for the commercials on yeah. Super Bowl Sunday. Say, what the hell and is then that? And I'll be there to explain them and, that but, it makes but, perfect sense. But because when it happens during the season, we forget about it. Yeah. The next bright, shiny object comes along, right. and we've already forgotten about right. the Vikings play. But but yeah. if that's the rule, then the coaching point is yeah. don't reach the ball toward the pylon because if you lose possession and it touches the pylon, bye-bye, ball goes to the other team. And in overtime – all the Seahawks or Lions would have had to do is drive a field goal, goal. range, right. and it's over. Right. So Tyler Lockett said he wasn't going to do it, but he knew where the defender was. Yep. He thought he could get away with it, right. and he did, and he won the game. Yeah. But there would have been hell to pay if he had lost possession of that ball. Yeah. Or if it would have been one of those where – because I think this is what stuns people. And we saw it – I think it was a Lions-Panthers preseason game where the guy – like, and it's like all of a sudden it goes from – touchdown to, oh, no, the other team has the ball on the 20. Yeah. And I think that's what folks have a hard yeah, time reconciling. It seems like too drastic of a swing. Peter King and I, when we talked about it on Friday, we said, you know, the, the fair middle ground would be if you're going to give the ball to the other team, give it to them at the spot of the fumble. Okay. Don't give it to them I, on the can, get oh, I wow. can get behind that. Oh, wow. I get behind Progress. I can
2: get behind that. Progress. Okay. That's, that's good there. And
0: but, then the Lions would have been <laughs> – they would have been on their own, you know, one-inch line yeah. if that would have happened. Right. I,
2: I, okay. So we made a little
0: progress there.
2: You're right. All right. You know. Lions, offense good once again. Jared Goff, I know he threw a pick six. He played awesome. I'm, I'm really, I can't believe Jared Goff. The transformation he's made in the last, you know, year or half a year is unreal. He made a ton of big throws, answered the bell. Really, the Lions are going to be sick when they go back today, yeah. right? I mean, they're up 14-7. to David Montgomery fumbles the first play of the third quarter. Touchdown Seahawks a few plays later. Next drive. Jared Goff throws the pick, pick six, and all of a sudden, they're down 21-14. to 14. This was a game that was going to go back and forth, and we knew that, and the Lions seemed to have had the advantage. And the, those turnovers were – I'm never going to be a guy that, like, oh, turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. But this was one where it was pretty apparent. It jump-started this comeback by the Seahawks and kind of allowed them to kind of gain control in the second half. The Lions were resilient. We know that. But two things disappointing with the Lions. Run game hasn't really got going in either week here. And I still question the defense. I mean, again, if – Kadarius Chubbs-Tony from Happy Gilmore (laughs) with the wooden hand catches the ball, they're probably going to win the game. All in the hips. All in the hips. But, yeah, uh, so it was a really fun, exciting game. We know that Seahawks team is talented. Their defense, I think, is still finding their way. But, yeah, the Lions are going to be pissed off that they blew that one.
0: Good news for the Lions. Everybody in the division lost this weekend, so it didn't hurt any of them. But it was an opportunity for the Lions to, to seize control of the NFC North. We'll take a break when we return. Uh, I think we're talking Giants-Cardinals. I don't know. We are talking Giants-Cardinals. The G-Men. Oh, g Dig out of a big hole. We'll discuss that next on PFT Live.
2: Nobody backs Danny Dimes into a corner.
0: Just when it looked like the Giants were on their way to 0-2 and maybe after that 0-8, down 28-7 in the third quarter, Danny Dimes wakes it up, ties the game, Wins the game 31-28. The Cardinals got to learn how to close out. I don't think they ever expected to be up 28-7. No. There is the game-winning kick, and the Giants get to 1-1 one and one somehow. Somehow. It, and it's still not looking great no. overall for That's the right. Giants when you consider Saquon Barkley has the ankle sprain. MRI today. Thursday night game at San Francisco. They're staying out on the West Coast. They played at Arizona Yesterday, but that's a quick turnaround. It's one of the problems with short week football. I don't know how bad the ankle is, but maybe he could play Sunday. Maybe he won't be able to play Thursday. He
2: ain't playing. I would be shocked. Just the the way it looked. Right? They had to, you know he had to go two arms around you know guy and really couldn't
0: put pressure coming off the field. I heard he was walking fine in the locker room though. That's a right. weird thing about ankles cuz yeah. I have sprained an ankle one Make time it hurt a lot of and thirst. I thought it was right. done. Right. I thought I was going to be limping around for weeks and like the day after the day after like yeah. the first day is like man oh oh and I'm limping it's like this is horrible the next day it's like hey this is getting better. Yeah. This isn't bad. Hopefully. So, I hope so. And we're talking about finely tuned professional athletes who know how to recover from things and there were some tweets last night from reporters covering the team that he was despondent or whatever well there goes that incentive package if you miss and it's superstar incentive career year incentive he misses one game he's not going to be on track to make that extra money but uh we'll see we'll see he's had plenty of injuries it's it's part of the position ankles acls knees everything you're getting hit in every direction by every shape and size of player but the giants get the win and yeah they, their reward is now they get the 49 Yeah, I
2: mean, it's not going to be easy. Hopefully, for the Giants' sake, that they found something and a rhythm and a little bit of a formula in the second half to make their offense Keep dangerous. Here. Cut it loose. You know, Just that, that it to it me loose. was the big thing. They opened the field up a little bit. I think in week one and even in the first half of this football game, it was a little bit, hey, we're going to run the ball, and Daniel, Daniel Jones will run the ball here and there, and we're going to throw a bunch of five- and eight- and ten-yard passes. It's like they came out in the second half and said, screw all that. We're going to attack. First play of the second half, right, was a bomb to Jalen Hyatt, their third-round pick who can fly coming out of Tennessee. That kind of opened it up. I felt like they just got a little more aggressive. We saw Danny Dimes make some plays with his legs a little bit. I'd be interested to see what adjustments Wink Martindale made, right, because it looked like in the first half Arizona had all the answers. They were picking up all the blitzes, doing a lot of impressive things there. Uh, but, yeah, big win, big comeback for the Giants. And – yeah, I hope Saquon is okay. But but that was that was pretty awesome by uh, Daniel Jones and company. And hopefully they can kind of ride that momentum in San Francisco and give them a tough
0: day. Another reason they needed that game, they would have fallen two games behind the Cowboys and the Eagles and the Commanders. Right. Who right. are now two and zero after the big comeback in Denver. It looked like the Broncos were going to make quick work of the Commanders' second biggest comeback win in franchise history. And this franchise has been around forever. But the Broncos still had a chance to force overtime. They have the Hail Mary pass late. There it is. The final play of the game. Russell Wilson fires it to the end zone. You rarely see one of these work. And there it is. And pop. And there. Touchdown. But the two-point conversion which featured, I think, an uncalled instance of pass interference. Matthew Berry complains all the time about the Giants-Commanders game last year when there was pass interference. It wasn't called. He ain't going to complain at all about this next play if we show it. I mean, the guy got hit. Clearly, early. That's clearly pass interference.
2: It's, it's clearly. called pass interference for 57 minutes of every game, and it's not even close. I mean, I mean you mug the guy before pull. the ball right. arrives. You impede him from if catching the, the ball. And that's the first quarter. There's 74 flags on the field. Yeah, like, come on. This is where this is a little frustrating. And all of a sudden, we, playoffs, late in games. All of a sudden, the games ref differently, and the, that was wrong. That was. P. I just I feel day.
0: like nobody wants to be the one right. that kills that moment. And gets it wrong exactly. Don't right. want to take the chance of getting That's it wrong, right. so the, the the flag stays yeah. down in the pocket. But
2: they, were, they were I want to just hit this real quick. It was twenty-one to three, the Denver Broncos. They were driving, and Russell Wilson scrambles to the left and fumbles the ball, and Washington goes down and scores a touchdown. They make Denver go three and out. They get a field goal and you're going, the Broncos look like they're going to blow them out, and they went in at halftime at 21-14. to The game was never the same after that. This play you'll see right here. Second and 15, 45-yard line. First off, I don't think he had a run. He has a wide-open in-cut, but he kind of panics for whatever reason, leaves, and he fumbles the ball. And it's it was, you know, like we talked about a little earlier in the show, there was three or four games yesterday where you looked at one play and you went... It just changed everything and I gotta give Sam Howell and that offense some credit for being aggressive and making some big plays. And let me
0: just say this Broncos had two winnable games to start the season at home. Don't look at the schedule from here on out. It does not get any easier. Yeah. And if this doesn't turn around, it's not Sean Payton who's gonna be gone next year. It's Russell Wilson who's gonna be gone. There's He's like a done thirty-five million well. no- I know yeah. there's a thirty-five million dollar commitment they have to make in March. Right. And I'm just saying, let's see how this goes. We gotta take a break. We'll wrap up this Monday edition of PFT Library right after this. All right, we got a doubleheader tonight, Saints-Panthers and Brown steelers with the overlap. I don't like the overlap. I don't like two games being on at the same time. I like one game. I right. like to watch one game. Right. So the big game tonight is Brown steelers Right. And I'm going to go if I make it back to Pittsburgh. Yeah. I have no reason to think I won't, but I had right. no reason to think I wouldn't last week, yeah. and I didn't. Take some
2: pictures while you're there. Give me some selfies. Why? All right, Because we want to see him on the show tomorrow. Right, I want to we'll make see. fun of you. We'll see. Have a beer in your hand. Drink two. Okay?
0: No, I have to drive. That's silly. No.
2: Okay. You're going right. to drive? You're not going to get a driver? All that money you got? You're my, not going to get a driver? My family's coming up to get you're me You're not going to get them a
0: driver to get them up to the airport? Can you, you stop? bastard you? They want. They prefer it that way. <laughs>
2: Browns are going to win. Okay, so Steelers gonna win. Yeah, sorry, they're gonna steal gonna on your win. I got towel. my terrible
0: towel. No Cam Hayward. Don't stop no, on DeAndre, the terrible Johnson. towel. You found out the hard Saints way in two thousand eight with your Titans. Yeah, I did. So I got Saints. I got Steelers. Okay. Oh, and I'm three and one against you so far. So you need this one tonight. Oh, yes. you're talking about picks on a Monday. Huh? That's right, because I oh, did well. Yeah, beat <laughs> <Pete>, send them. <laughs>